So today's soundbite comes from the road, right on the cusp of the new moon. We will have a new moon tomorrow. Um, so there's kind of, it's kind of a carryover of our conversations about um, systems, about how we relate to within ourselves, within our social world, within the ways that we were taught to relate, whether consciously or unconsciously, and then um, how that carries over and how we relate into the wider world, um, the natural world, the um, the archetype world, you know, with the cosmos in general. So, um, one thing that comes to mind when we're looking at ourselves and the entire cosmos as a living system from using living systems theory, um, which just identifies that every single thing in a system influences the wider system. So, um, everything and there's and the more diverse a system is with healthy diversity the the more optimal the system itself is so if we looked at this from a really large macro perspective as like the cosmos it's kind of like well the healthier the earth is the more it contributes to the health of the entire universe um, is one big way to look at it uh, sort of then winding that down into ourselves, you know, the healthier that we are on all different levels in all of the different aspects of ourself, then the more vital and vibrant we are contributing to a more vital and vibrant overarching system, including our society and, and then out into the natural world. So, and, and we're, we ourselves, our systems, right? So we know this, even if you just took basic biology, that you know you're a reproductive system and a nervous system. And so again, like it spirals down even finer to that point. And then even more, you know, more and more and more fine down into the cellular, cellular level, down into even just like the electrical pulse level, right, of our internal cell processing down into the mitochondria. So it can be a big idea that that ranges from the most micro um, the most micro activity in on the planet to the most macro activity all of it centering around the same idea that there is this necessary diversity of systems that need to interact well and um, coherently so there again, that idea of resonance and coherence. We have resonant systems that work together. It creates a wider, more vital, um, larger system and so on and so on. Kind of like concentric rings in a circle when you drop a stone in the water. So <laughs> what does this have to do with everything we're doing? So we can look at ourselves from a systems perspective, right? I just said biologically we're multiple systems, but we're also other systems like we're an emotional system, we're a physical system, we're a spiritual system. If we want to think of it in those terms. And this is where things like, you know, we can be really stellar in our, let's say we're really amazing and optimally well in our physical system. We eat well, we exercise, we physically do all the right things to be fit and healthy but we have no spiritual life or we have no recognition of ourselves on a soulful level or we have no connection with our emotional world, right? Then, you know, we have a kind of a, a 
from a living system, we have a breakdown in the system. We have one system that's really well and probably actually running the show, and then these other systems are not operating optimally. And so what are ways that you can identify when a system is operating optimally? By paying attention to the feedback loops that we get, right? And so this is where it gets, it can get really interesting. So when we're thinking of, um, oh, okay, well, I know I eat all the right things and I know that I do all the right amount of exercise and physically I'm in top condition and yet I still suffer from depression. What's going on? That's a feedback loop. The systemic response of depressive symptoms or depressive chemistry is a feedback loop. It's one that's telling you, hey, everything isn't all, it's all, it's not great. It's not all on top of the world here. What's going on? Like there are other systems that need your attention or there's a deficit in diversity of healthy systems, right? And so when we begin to start to pay attention to the feedback loops, we can start to see where we need to pay attention and where um, messages and signals are getting what we would call amplified. And is it in the right area? Like sometimes the, the, the non-supportive or non-beneficial signals will be the ones that are getting continually amplified um, and it impacts the entire living system. And what we want to do when we notice that is shift gears and figure out how to find the healthy systems, the vital, the vital um, things that we want to to go, you know, to pay attention to, and amplify them instead, so that they begin resonating really loudly, and the ones that are not beneficial begin to fall to the wayside. So feedback loops are a really valuable tool, and they're ones that we really ignore quite a bit. Uh, frequently in our in our um, in our society especially when it comes to health and wellness stuff like that you know like we get a headache we take aspirin or we do something uh, to make the headache go away well that headache is a feedback loop it's a check engine light it's something saying wow all is not right that doesn't mean anything necessarily drastic it could be as simple as you didn't drink enough water or get enough sleep or Maybe something that you ate, you have a slight intolerance to. But overall, the idea is that it is a, it is a feedback loop. It's something, it's something that's coming back and telling you what's going on in the wider, larger system. Pain in a knee, feedback loop, right? Um, then if we broaden that out, right, in our household, like, um, child slamming a door feedback loop something is not right in the entire in the household as a living system so what's going on right so there so if we start to look at all of the ways that the world gives us feedback whether we pay attention to it or not we are constantly 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 getting feedback all the time everything we do we get feedback from every single thing we do so this could be another valuable place of intervention when we're trying to figure out our own coherence and building our vibrational signal optimally. Pay attention to the feedback loops that you get. And those feedback loops can even be within your own mind. So as we were talking the other day about attachment and styles of attachment, 
So when we're someone, we, we decide to invest our desire, our passion, our expectation in something, we decide, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to, wow, I want to do something. I want to do this thing. I want to make it happen. And we invest our energy and attention in it. If we haven't built in healthy feedback loops and we don't know how to actually invest and listen to the feedback that we get, even from within ourselves, we can end up, you know, we can end up kind of continuing negative patterns by, so like here's a very common and here's, here's a very common example. Uh, let's see, I want to, I want to manifest, I want to manifest a new uh, car. And so I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to do some ritual. I'm going to put it out there. And well, there's the car that I want. I decided I'm going to put it out there that that's the car that I want. And we do that. And within 24 hours, there's no response. And so we ask, say, ah, forget it. This is who we, right? We, why am I doing this? This doesn't ever work. It doesn't work for me. Every one of those thoughts is a feedback loop. Every single thought shows you where you're having kind of a breakdown in an optimal system. So every time you have that experience, or let's say you're getting the mail out of the mailbox and you drop it all because your hands are full or you drop your car keys because your hands are full or whatever. And then the next thing you say is, gosh, this always happens or why me? Or wow. Could, you know, so it's some kind of like, geez, you know, why is this always happening to me? That's a feedback loop. That's an immediate thing right there that says, hey, pay attention. Optimally, internally, in your thought processes, there is, an opt there is not optimal vibration going on here. There is not optimal thought process. And is that really true? So here's the other piece where we can begin to shift how we amplify certain ways of being or certain belief systems. This is what we talked about the other day, needing to identify belief systems. You know, like, what are your belief systems so you can understand what kind of world you live in on a subconscious level? Because uh, we all live in a different kind of world. We might all live in the same world, but internally, the world is entirely different for every person. The way they believe the world to be, the way they expect the world to respond to them, the way, and this is what causes so much trouble or makes relationships and communication in society so challenging because we forget that we're all operating in an entirely different world internally with entirely different belief systems. And until we figure out like, okay, let's, how do we get on the same page for belief systems? Then we can continue to run into challenges. And this is where we then start second guessing ourselves. We take it on like somehow it's our fault you know, uh, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not this, or I'm not that, based on the way interactions go, when really, it kind of comes down to who are you communicating with, and are you guys on the same page about how the world is, and what you believe to be about the world, and what you're looking for, and what your expectations are, like, like that's actually a healthy system when we can come into that kind of understanding with the people that we're in relationship with, and then we ripple that out, and we have to come into that same understanding with the the non-visible world, right? The 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 more extra extraordinary world, the bigger, larger perceptions, the outer spiral, the liminal, right? What this is another place where we can begin to discern like what is our actual relationship within ourselves based on the feedback loop of our own habits and patterns and thought processes. And then how do we get, you know, 
the feedback from our society. Now, here's where it gets super tricky. And I know this is a really long soundbite today, but I feel like it's just a lot of information packed in here about feedback loops. Here's where it gets really tricky. If you are working towards an optimally healthy system, living system within you yourself, but your optimally healthy living system is in a system that is not optimally healthy and not even working towards optimally optimal health, um, that is actually kind of crazy making and, um, and, and problematic. It's sort of like if we want to just look biologically, if we want to just look like, if, let's look at a pond, which is where living systems theory comes from, like the biodiversity of nature. So let's think about a pond and maybe there's some one species of frog that is trying to really thrive and trying to do really well, but there's a bunch of sludge in the pond. And so no matter what they do, no matter what they do, no matter how optimal they are as a species, until something else happens in that pond, they're not going to make it, right? They're, they're going to have to figure out how to morph and have to figure out how to shift themselves to, um, to adapt a little bit to that environment. So this is where the conversations about being in society get really interesting. We as a society are incredibly pathological. Like most of our outlook in society is based on pathology. It's based on um, negative outcomes. It's based on broken, broken systems or standards. Or, and so if we as individuals are trying to... Um, trying to become optimally healthy, we have to become aware that we are getting feedback loops from a broken system. When society tries to tell us what our choices, whether we're healthy or not healthy, or what our, whether our choices are resonant or not resonant. And again, I'm speaking specifically about society, like the society we live in. So modern, you know, civilized world. This is not true of the natural world. The natural world will give you the most valuable, and authentic feedback possible because it's kind of doing its own thing. It's not caught up in the weird, um, the weird dynamics that we create when we start to include things from the human species, like, like ego-driven behavior and um, systems that are and standards that are sort of that are not health, healthful to an entirety, right? So. The, the reason, so the point of this, this longer soundbite is that place of like really paying attention to our internal thoughts, really paying attention to where we are going for the right feedback. If we're trying to get really, really healthy within a system that is not healthy and we're paying attention to the feedback from that system for us to adapt our behavior, we're getting misinformation and we will not adapt well and then we will not be able to be optimally well, right? Um, operate in optimal well-being. So pay attention to where you are getting your feedback from. If you know that the system is broken, then it doesn't make any sense. It actually becomes a little bit insane and kind of crazy to take that on as feedback. Right? So instead, shift gears. Where else can you look for more genuine or authentic feedback? Where else can you look for support or information about how you are as a living system within yourself and how you are contributing to the wider system? 
what's important to you, that kind of stuff. Like, um, so I, so at the end of the day, the very, the take home from this whole thing is, is paying attention to where we're gathering our information about how we need to shift into more optimal, into more optimal well-being, so that we have higher levels of resonance. And noting whether or not the system we are surrounded in from a social perspective is actually supportive of our higher resonance. And if not, when we begin to identify that, then those are the feedback loops that we have to, we want to kind of squash them down. We just don't want to give them the energy or attention, right? And then we want to turn around and see, all right, well, where am I? Where do I feel optimal? Like for me personally, I know when I go for a hike in the forest or I sit with animals or I, then I begin to vibrate at an optimal level and I get immediate and very clear and authentic and good feedback, beneficial feedback from whatever it is I'm around. You know, if an animal doesn't want you to pet it, it lets you know right away and you don't pet it. <laughs> if, you know, if it like something's hungry, it lets you know right away and you work with that. Um, so it's, that's the other piece too is like simplicity like natural world systems frequently are have a level of simplicity that make them easier to to respond to and pay attention to and the key is that we then have to really respond and pay attention you know we have to again like <laughs> be very careful and very aware that when we get a, um, a loop some feedback that we actually pay attention to it so again, using the example of like, maybe an animal doesn't want to be petted. Maybe it doesn't want you to approach it. And you have to respect that. Like you see the feedback loop and you kind of step back. If you don't and you continue to approach, then that feedback loop will get amplified and it will not end well. <laughs> it will either end with that animal kind of attacking you because it, you didn't listen to its initial stages and the feedback had to amp get amplified or it will um, result in you dominating that animal and it never feeling comfortable or trusting you. And that's that's the other end of the spectrum of a feedback loop, right? Like you, you squash it down so much that it will no longer trust you and give you accurate feedback, right? So, and that's, that's not good either. That's not helpful for that little being and it in turn that will contribute to the health of the wider system. So hopefully this longer soundbite and longer explanation of this particular thing is useful as you start to pay attention to how is the world giving you back information, the cosmos at large, how are you getting feedback on a regular basis or not? And how then can you use that to kind of grow the understanding of your own self, your own vibrational signature and levels of coherence and how can you, you know, like taking in this, this idea of even what we talked about before, like receptivity, receiving the energy of being open to receiving. It's one thing just to be open. It's another thing to actively receive and then feel the feedback of that, right? So combining all of the conversations we've had over this last week, um, now, and I feel like this is a perfect time. Like we've got some great stuff going on. We've got an eclipse going on. We've got the new moon right now. We're right on that cusp of shifting into new newness, a new lunar phase, the phase of fire, a summer phase. And we can take this information and bring it forward and really have some interesting exploration, self-exploration 
through this next lunar phase. Wow.